Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, joined by my furry co-host Slade at my feet as he usually is, uh, ready to sleep his way through his co-host duties. He's had a rambunctious week. Uh, we could talk more about that at some other point. But nonetheless, I'm actually not wearing some of my Tiger gear best today. Uh, in fact, what I'm wearing today is the event shirt from Swing for the Stars. So I'm just going to Tiger Shulman's logo on, on front. I'm back. We've got a big Swing for the Stars logo, as well as the event date and everything like that. So again, remember, you can check out the Swing for the Stars event on YouTube. Simply search Swing for the Stars uh, or go to the Tiger Shulman's YouTube page, and it's under the lives. It's about four hours long, um, but if you guys can watch any of it, we'd certainly appreciate it. All of the proceeds from the event go to an unbelievable cause. Look for a post on the Tiger Shulman social media about that in the, in the coming future as uh, we did a whole photo shoot for it the other day. So speaking of days future, we'll talk about or days past rather, we'll talk about days future, uh, a little bit of time travel reference, and you'll understand why in a moment. Because coming up in this week, uh, this weekend is the next Flex Fight Series event. Uh, entitled Smack to the Future, uh, which I thought was kind of clever, but probably the biggest event that they've ever done, and also the biggest event I'll ever have been a part of. Um, and they're doing two back-to-back -back cards, same day, same venue. Uh, the, an, an afternoon card, doors opening at noon, and then uh, a pro and main card, doors opening, I believe, at 7, if I recall correctly. Um, but nonetheless, just... And a massive undertaking, as you can imagine. 
but more importantly, as uh, to, to paraphrase an old rap song, right? They said, "More, more money, more problems." Right? More fights, more problems. A right? bigger event, bigger problems. So, with that in mind, yes, doors open at seven on the uh, the main the main card. But nonetheless, uh, so I want to clue you guys in to uh, a. Um, problem that flex had for this card that they just kind of made they went public with just uh, a little while ago and i when i say a little while ago as of recording we're talking about minutes ago um i saw they posted it on their social media so i can feel free to talk about it um because i know obviously how this played out i've talked to people behind the scenes so i know what's going on what's playing out and and uh nonetheless so uh 17 days before fight night april the 5th uh, they get on the phone with the company that they rent the cage from. And they have their canvas printed already for a certain size cage, um, which they have agreed to rent and they have an agreement in place to rent. Long story short, uh, there's a miscommunication on somebody's end and the cage is not available on that date. So now on 17 days notice, they have to go find a cage from somewhere else anywhere else and it's got to be appropriately sized for the mat that they have for the co the cover that they have because obviously all sponsors are printed on that and so forth um but obviously when you're a fight promotion this is like the single most important part of what you do is having a cage if you don't have a cage you can't do anything else and don't get me wrong there's I i've been in touch with the staff enough to know all the other things that have gone wrong in these past couple of weeks. Um, and there's been some big problems as well these past couple of weeks. This is just one of a couple of really big problems. Um, but yet, one thing, I, again, I, I happen to know how this problem plays out because I have insider information. But nonetheless, what the one thing that you always, they always say in show business, they say it all the time, and putting on fights is show business, right? They always say the show must go on, right? Now, here's the thing. You could, if you were the presidents of Flex, if you were the owners of Flex, you could lay down on your back and just, ugh, right? And just exclaim out to the universe, why me, why me, why me? And they could get nowhere, absolutely nowhere. They could find themselves in exactly the same place, right? as if the as if their uh, celebrating of the tragedy hadn't occurred or they could put their nose to the grindstone they could dig their feet in and they can get working and that's exactly what they did because this is like i said 17 days notice is not a lot of days notice for anything anything i mean listen if you got 17 days notice of uh you know like a doctor's appointment that can be a pain in the neck but when you add to the fact that like the central part of this huge event that you're planning has fallen apart on 17 days notice, whoo, man, that is tremendous. But it brings out the bigger point. And the bigger point is the importance of overcoming adversity. Because I, I read this a long time ago and it's always stuck with me. Um, and it it's taken out of a book, which I'm sure I've talked about before. In fact, I know I have, and I strongly suggest reading it. It's only about 212 pages, not a very big book at all, actually. Not long and not, the book itself is not large. So like this 212 pages are not like full eight and a half by 11 size pages. They're fairly small pages. So nonetheless, uh, the book's called The Last Lecture. I think I've talked about it before, so brief overview. 
uh, written by a man who was a professor at Carnegie Mellon University. He was elected to do what the what's referred to as the last lecture, where the students vote for a professor to do this thing, the premise of which is, if this were your last lecture on earth, what wisdom would you leave behind for the following generations? So Professor Randy Pausch found out right after winning this nomination that the cancer that he was fighting was terminal and he had a very short time to live. So knowing this, he could have backed out of what he did, uh, of the lecture rather, or could have gone full steam ahead. And that's what he chose to do. He chose to go full steam ahead. And he used it as an opportunity to leave behind the wisdom that the life lessons that he wouldn't be allowed or around, I should say, to teach his three young children over the coming however many years. So one of the things he talks about in the book, and it's extraordinarily powerful, it's some really, really great wisdom, some really great stuff. Honestly, like, I, I recommend it to anybody who like, likes motivational stuff. I read the book one time, I've read it several times. And one of the times I was reading it, I was on an airplane and uh, I was traveling with my whole family. I was before I was married and everything like that. And uh, I was separated from the rest of my family. So I'm this, I'm this adult at the time, you know, 20 something, you know, early 20s. And I'm reading this book and I'm laughing one second. And then a minute later, I'm crying. And then I'm back to laughing. The people around me must have thought I was insane, but it's a very powerful book. So he talks about the idea of brick walls and the fact that in the pursuit of any goal, of any accomplishment, life is going to drop brick walls in your way. And so often people view those brick walls as the, the signal from life that this isn't for you. This isn't your thing. But in reality, those brick walls are just there to show you how bad you truly want it. Because the thing about these brick walls is there is always a way over them or under them or around them or through them. You just have to be willing to put in the work to make it happen. So in the case of Flex Fights here, this is a massive brick wall that life has thrown in their way, right? This obstacle that, that, that's been placed in front of them, it's not an easy one at all, right? This is a major, major obstacle. This is literally their whole show hinges on this, on this one thing, right? Like everything else, everything else is nice, but without this one piece, the puzzle falls apart. So overcoming this obstacle is there to show you just how much you truly want something. Obviously, Flex, I know the show is going to go on. I, I know the happy ending to the story. And there is a happy ending, but it doesn't come easily. And that's the thing. So often, people meet that brick wall, they meet that difficulty, life throws that obstacle their way, and they feel like easy come on that obstacle, where's my easy come on my solution to this obstacle? That's not the way that the world works, unfortunately. It's really easy to find an obstacle. It's really easy. Oh, that's, that's like the easy part of life is find difficulty, right? Finding challenge, that's the easiest part of life. Life's going to give it to you in spades, whether you want it or not. You're going to get tons of it, voluntarily or not. And, uh, and here's, here's the worst part. Often, you'll have nothing to do with the obstacles that life puts your way. Absolutely not. Right? There, there'll be, it won't be any fault of your own whatsoever. You'll just be on your path. And as you're on your path, all of a sudden, life's like, you know what? Nope. Boop. And throw something right in your way. Uh, Chris Machi, matchmaker of Flex, uh, was telling me about something he went through a, a while ago. And he used uh, the example of uh, the, the uh, he calls it a life teep, 
a teep is like a front kick in, in kickboxing where the person you kick straight forward. So the guy, you know, every time you think you're getting ahead, life gives you a little life teep right in the chest to let you know, hoop, I'm still here. But that's the thing. A lot of times you have nothing to do with. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you're doing something dumb and you create the circumstance. Happens all the time. I did that here. <laughs> right? There's some there's some medical glue on my thumb because I did something dumb and I knew I shouldn't have been doing it. I did it anyway. I didn't stop it and think. So I created my own obstacle. But oftentimes, life just throws the obstacle at you. It just drops it, whether you wanted it or not, through no fault of your own. Now, the thing is, again, some people, that obstacle is just going to derail them. That's just who they are as a person. They Life stops being easy. The path stops being easy. They throw their hands up like, nope, I don't need any more of this. I'm done pursuing this goal. But that's not where greatness lives. Greatness lives doesn't, it doesn't live on the inside of those goals. It lives on the outside of those obstacles. That's where the greatness is achieved. And the difference between someone who is a high level achiever, someone who does great things with their life, someone who achieves great things, is that when life throws these obstacles that way, whether they're from their own creation or not, they don't lay down and accept it. They don't look for a way out. They look for the way through that obstacle. They find the way over the path, right? There's a big lesson in perseverance, a very, very big lesson. Because, you know, like one thing my parents instilled in me from a very young age, and it was before I ever was involved in martial arts and taught the, the, uh, the mindset of a non-quitting spirit. My parents always taught me that if you make a commitment, you stick to that commitment 100%. Now, don't get me wrong. You're allowed to be sick. You're allowed to go on vacation. These things happen. This is life. But if you know that's what's going to happen, then you find a way to either meet your commitment or communicate very, very clearly what's going on that you're not going to meet your commitment. You're not going to meet, meet it just because you don't feel like it that day because you're a little tired or it's a little hard. You're not, not meeting that commitment. Like I'll never forget one time, like this was my parents' philosophy with all of the activities they ever signed me up for. It didn't matter if I insisted they signed me up for it and I loved it, or I insisted they signed me up for it and I hated it after the first one. So like, well, okay, you asked me to sign you up. So you asked me to sign up, you committed to this long when you signed up and you knew that's what you were doing. So, oh, you're five years old, doesn't matter. You committed to this long of baseball, this long of soccer, this long of tennis lessons, this long of whatever the activity was, you committed to it. Your teacher, right, your coach, your teammates, they're counting on you for that amount of time. So you don't have to love it, but you have to meet that commitment for those other people. And I remember, like, I got signed up for, I live very close to a bowling alley growing up. And there was a, a, a PAL, Police Athletic League, bowling league in the, in the league. It was a youth bowling league. And I'm not a very good bowler. I was not good then either. And um, I, I, none of like my, my core friends were involved in it. I didn't make really good friends with the kids in my group that I was doing the, the PAL stuff with. And I'll never, never forget, one day I woke up and I knew my parents' rules. No fever, no, no throwing up, no blood. You're going. That's it. Simple as that. If it didn't meet one of those thresholds, you were going. That just, it is, right? You, you couldn't say, oh, my tummy hurts, or I got a headache. You go you going. If you, don't, if you don't meet one of those thresholds, you're going. So I woke up one morning, and whatever we had for dinner the night before, maybe we went out, I don't remember, it didn't agree with me. And I was nauseous, and I threw up as a little kid that morning. But by like 12, 
130, something like that. I'm back to normal. Whatever it was, it's gone. It's past my system. I'm not nauseous anymore. I'm running around like a maniac, back to being a normal kid. And uh, I forget, I was playing outside or something like that. And my dad had called the house for whatever reason. And I answered the phone. And he goes, oh, you sound like you're doing good. What are you doing? I said, oh, I was playing outside, whatever. I said, oh, you're, you're feeling, good to play, feeling good enough to play outside? Yeah, Dad, I am. Okay, well, then I guess you're feeling good enough to go to bowling tonight. <sighs> okay, Dad. <laughs> right? Now, I remember that vividly. I remember having that conversation with my father. I can, I can still hear him saying the words in my mind as, as I think back to it. And it's funny to me how often this lesson is not repeated by parents. Like that, and so many of the, the, the people I know of my generation, that was just how it was. Like mom and dad signed you up for baseball. You couldn't complain your way out of it. You were going. Right? Mom and dad signed you for soccer. You couldn't complain your way out of it. You were going. Even if you never continued again after until you after you finish that commitment, fine. But you finish the commitment, and that's exactly, I mean, like bowling. I didn't sign up for it again after I did it, but I made that commitment. I didn't miss a one because I didn't meet any of those thresholds. And that lesson that my parents taught me early in life it paid dividends later, big time. That, there, there was they were putting an investment when I was a kid. They were putting an investment in who I would grow up to be, and they didn't know it then. I, 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 that wasn't exactly correct. They knew what kind of man I would become based on living that way. They didn't know what an integral part of my life it would be and how it would go on to teach this message to so many people. They knew the character it would build in me. And I'm thankful that they did it for that reason, of course. But by the same token, they didn't realize how big of a piece, how big of a chunk this would be, and how much of my mind is all wrapped along that idea that like, you said you're going to do this. You're doing it. Like that just, it is, it is, you know? And like it, it, to this day, if I have to pull out of a commitment for whatever reason, oh, it irks me. It irks me. Like this past September, um, Mrs. Sensei and I, we had tickets to a concert and we bought them back in like April. And it was a, it was a concert we were looking forward to. We we're going with some friends of ours. It was going to be awesome. I get the date for Flex Fights in September. Exactly that night. Well, I'm not going to, forego these tickets that I bought back in April, especially because I made the purchase based on an original date that they had estimated and then the date wound up changing. But nonetheless, I felt terrible and I gave them two months notice. Two months notice I gave them to be like, hey guys, this is what's up. I gave them as much notice as humanly possible and I still felt bad about it inside. I was still checking up on social media that day because that's who I am. I make a commitment, I stick with it. Well, the thing is, I'm not going to pretend it's easy to stick with every commitment that you make or stick true to yourself and the goals that you have set for yourself. That's not easy. The easy thing to do is when obstacles get dropped in your way to just throw your hands up and say, okay, I guess it's not for me. But there is a pattern in your life, right? Life is, is very momentum-based, right? You ever notice that when things are going wrong, they tend to keep going wrong? Like I had one of these morning Saturday morning where like everything was going wrong, like one thing after the next thing, after the next thing. And it just like, it just kept going all day long. And it was driving me crazy. But then after that, once I changed the pattern, then we were in a way better place, right? Life is very momentum driven in that way. Meaning, if you are the type of person and you practice all the time, being the type of person where when there's an obstacle, you give up, you get really good at giving up in the face of obstacles. 
You set a goal for yourself. I'm going to lose X amount of pounds. You hit a sta- you hit a, st- a stationary week where you don't lose any weight. You only lose uh, you you maintain, or you go up a pound. Now, what if you practice? You've practiced throwing your hands up in the air and saying, oh, "I guess this isn't for me," as the basic nutrition and exercise don't work for everybody. They do, right? And the same is true with so many other things, right? Like one one of the some of the advice my, one of my uncles gave me years ago was, you know, you're saving for your retirement, you have your investment accounts. And he said, you know, when times are good, you like to look at those things and it makes you feel good. Like, yeah, I have that all saved for a rainy day and it makes me feel great that this is my future and blah, blah, blah. When times are bad, you look at it again, it makes you feel bad. He goes, you have to to teach yourself to not look at it when things are bad, but only look at it when things are good. It's a practice skill. I'm not going to pretend that I always do it that way. I'm... uh, a little neurotic and how much I check on those things. But nonetheless, when you train yourself to do something one way, that's how you're going to do it. It's just how you're going to do it, right? Like one of the most frustrating things for a parent can be when their kid is giving a hard time about something, right? And they don't realize, they don't remember because as adults, we're detached from our own childhood choices so much. We remember the outcome, but what we don't remember as much is the conflict in the middle, right? We don't remember as clearly the giving our parent a hard time. We don't remember those days that our parents had to make us get in the car. But I assure you they did. Because otherwise you wouldn't be an adult who's successful, who achieves things in your life because you hadn't practiced it. And one of the things that frustrates me is when a parent's like, well, he just don't want to do it. I'm like, your mom, your dad, this is your opportunity. This is your chance. This is your moment to create a pattern for this child's life. You are going to either create a pattern of quitting or a pattern of succeeding because you're making a choice either way and you're setting down a path. And the thing is, if you don't like the destination of the path, you have to change where you're headed or you're gonna end up where you're going. So the big thing I want you to think about is as life is throwing you obstacles this week, cause it's going to, we know what's gonna happen. As it's throwing obstacles this week, next week, the week after, I want you to consider the fact that these obstacles are not there to stop you. They're there to prove something to you about yourself. What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person who gives up in the face of obstacles? Or are you the type of person who won't be stopped? Are you the type of person who no matter what will always find a way? That's the question I have for you. And unfortunately, only you know the answer. The best, thing about this, the best thing about this question is, if you don't like the answer that you're getting when you're thinking about it, you have the power to change it. You're in the driver's seat. You're holding the steering wheel. If you don't like the path that you're on, change where you're headed. Make decisions differently. Start small. Start doing little things that you don't like. Like I tell you guys all the time, I run quite a bit. But I run because I don't like running. I run because it's a mental struggle. Because I got to overcome that little voice in my mind that five minutes is telling me, this sucks, I hate it, stop doing it. And I overcome it. And you can start with something small like that. I'm not talking about I run 25 miles. Like four or five miles is a really long run for me, right? But if I run that little bit, every day I'm overcoming that voice. When I step, when that little voice pops my head and I step over it, that's great. I'm getting, I'm proving to myself again and again what type of person I am. And you have that opportunity as well to prove to yourself what type of person you are. And if you don't like the, per- the choices that you're making, if you don't like how you're training yourself, you have the power. You can change it. And here's the best part. Even if you're not sure you can change it on your own, 
You have the choice to seek out the people that will help you change it. Because I help people change it all the time. Right? People come to classes like mine not because they're already in amazing shape, not because they're already making super healthy decisions. They come to classes like mine because they're not making those choices right now, because they know they need a coach there to push them through that obstacle. And there's people like me all around. Right? You might not live close to my school. You might not live close to a Tiger Shulman school. I see where people are downloading this from. There are people in different countries. That's fine. There are coaches around there who will push you. Find yourself that coach. Find yourself that person who will help you overcome that obstacle. Because before too long, you'll become the type of person who just overcomes obstacles. So that's my thought for you guys for this week. Become the type of person who obstacles don't stop. Ask yourself frequently, what kind of person are you? When the obstacles are dropped, there's your moment to prove it to yourself. So that's all I have for you guys this week. Make sure you guys check out the Swing for the Stars event on YouTube. Make sure you guys go to flexfights.com to see the flex fights that are coming up. As always, you can find me, excuse me, you can email me at senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm sent at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. You can find my school on Instagram and Twitter at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. You can go to my link tree, linktr.ee slash sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I, Leonelli, L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. And from there, you can find everywhere I'm on the internet. The Better Help link is there. The link to Flex Fights is there. I'm pretty sure I have the link to the Swing for the Stars YouTube there as well. Um, I'll be adding another sponsor very, very soon. I'm trying their products right now. I'm pretty happy so far. If you guys would like to sponsor the podcast, reach out to me through that link tree. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Other than that, until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.